The following contains spoilers for The White Vault Seasons 1 through 5. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So this is Travis. And Caitlin. Where are we? Uh, we are at the site of Delphi, or Delphi, uh, and we are walking down the hill. We were just at the stadium. so In Greece. Yes, in Greece. So we're walking down the hill from the stadium uh, towards the theater and then towards the Temple of Apollo, or the remains of the Temple of Apollo. So we're here. Um, right now we actually just made it to part of the theater. This is not the first theater that we've seen. So you create the best uh, condition in terms of sound for your monologue. Τον Υιό του Θεού, τον Θεό, φέρτε τον από τις φρυγίας, το κρυφό βουνό, κατεβάστε τον. So that was some sound from our trip to Greece, which we were just at, uh, recording in the found footage style. Hi, I'm Travis Vengroff. And I am K.A. Stats. And we're the creators of The White Vault. Yes, we are. We just got back from our first vacation in... Years. years? <laughs> uh, yeah. In years. You know, with corona and everything else that had been happening in the world, a lot of people 
I think had the same experience, but we were like, okay, we're finally going to go on a vacation, like a real one. We're not going to work. And <laughs> and Travis still yes. brought recording equipment with him. Well, I got some really good sounds. I was really happy with those. I got to record like flies and goats and various engines. They, so, oh gosh, we had such a great time. I think the fact that we weren't, we weren't the tourists that had a camera. We were the tourists that had an audio recorder. And some of the, the tour guides loved it. They were like, oh, I usually don't take people here, but let's go here because like it has this really weird sound. So we went to all these places that were like- Very unique. Unique or very um, like just normal everyday places that you wouldn't really see tourists at. And we were like the only people there except from the people who lived there because that was where you got these sounds. And they were like, oh yeah, you have to capture this sound or oh, this this goat. Or was it a sheep or a goat? The uh, sheep had just had a baby. The sheep had just had a baby. There was also yeah. a goat that was like standing in a tree that was like challenging us <laughs> after we did a hike. Um, so we got all of these different sounds. Uh, so that was actually a pretty cool part of going to Greece. But yeah, going we, to Greece in general was also amazing. It was. We also did a bunch of archaeological stuff. We got to explore really cool ancient sites that did not have human teeth. And I wait, learned quite wait, a bit. Wait, wait, Going through the mentally in my head. Thinking about it, thinking about it. No, there were no teeth. Thinking about it. There were like gold death masks, but that was that was the closest we got. I can't remember any teeth. Lots of statues. So many really cool statues. And it was also really fun hearing from actual archaeologists and, and getting a bit more information on the sites that we were going to, because many of them have been kind of miscategorized by archaeologists in, in big air quotes from days past. <laughs> <laughs> Massive air quotes. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, but today, we're, we're here to not tell you about an interesting vacation to Greece and give you awesome lessons on actual history. We are here to talk about a couple of things. Our transition to full-time podcasting and a little bit about the conclusion of the White Vault main series and what that means for our future. I think at, at this point, we've been calling it Graham's story. I think this is maybe a good time to clarify it. So seasons one through five, yeah. the, the White Vault is not completely over. No. No. So we've got... More stories to tell within the White Vault universe. Yes. So we didn't answer every single question that was to be asked, but we answered the ones that were relevant to the story. Well, if I answered every single question in the Graham storyline, I wouldn't have to tell the next story because there wouldn't be any mystery or horror left. And you'll notice that I set up a lot of stuff for the future in this storyline. So if I haven't answered a question, it's because there's more coming. Yes. And like with the miniseries is these other stories, they connect, but they'll also be their own stories. But how quickly was it for you? Or what was the process of realizing that this wasn't just the story of some people stuck in Svalbard? I mean, besides the fact that you had your, your season outline, you know, and, and all that stuff. But because you started with Artifact. Oh, you mean when I started? To... Okay. So when I started writing the outline for everything, specifically the Graham storyline, the five season major arc... I obviously had developed this entire world and these creatures in this setting to go along with the story. And very early on, I started having these other ideas of telling other people's stories within the world. So yeah, like you said, we started with Artifact, um, which is the story of Marion Sutton. And that is so wholly connected to Graham's story and to the documentarian story but is also entirely separate as the story of Marion Sutton 
I don't want to give away what happens because uh, the... It was, it was very personal to, yeah, to us as well. Yeah, it's incredibly personal. And because it's set in the place where we used to live and it's a lot of personal experience turned terror. So Artifact was a story I absolutely wanted to tell. But I also knew, given the way I wanted to tell it and how much I wanted to use scarcity, uh, like the scarcity of the remaining documents to tell it, I knew it wasn't going to be a full season of anything. So that was the first time I said, okay, what if we made a miniseries? And we created Artifact as a 10 episode miniseries where we each episode, I think, is only like... About 10 minutes. 10 minutes long. Ish. And I still think it's one of my favorite horrors I've written. It is, uh, many people say the scariest or one of the scariest stories that you've written. It really chills people because it's so close to home in many ways. The power is out, not just the lights, which is great. Um, is someone here? Please speak up. Fuck. But yeah, uh, you, you've also gone on to other miniseries. I wasn't trying to like hark on, on specifically one. Oh, uh, but okay, sorry. No, that that's fine. That's great. But we have other ones we've written as well. And then I guess... We? Sorry, you've written, <laughs> we've got other ones that you've written as well. But uh, we, we've, we've produced. Produced. That's the word I was looking for. We've produced. No, it's okay. Um, it's and then problem. we had... Uh, these other ideas for other stories. So the world itself has kind of grown beyond just Marion, beyond just Graham yeah. in many ways. I think it was only recently where someone on our subreddit posted like a map they made of all the locations on Earth where something happened in the world of the White Vault. And it casts a pretty wide net. I'm so happy with how it's gone. Again, I cannot reiterate just how much creating this story changed our entire lives. I mean, we had a podcast before this. If you guys were fans before The White Vault, you know that we made Liberty. Um, so Liberty Critical Research and Liberty Tales from the Tower, which was like sci-fi action adventure and then sci-fi anthology horror. Um, so it wasn't our first time podcasting and it wasn't our first time doing horror, but this was like a completely different level. How quickly it just became... I think within the first two episodes, it was already bigger than our other show. Yes. It, it's, it was just very unexpected to actually have something of ours, though, like, get that big. Because we'd, we'd been podcasting for a couple of years before that. We'd been somewhat successful, but it didn't, again, expect it to be kind of like career shifting. I mean, it still took surprise. three more years after the launch for me to be able to go full-time podcaster. And then another year for you to be able to join me as a full-time podcaster. On, on the, the topic of unexpected and fantastic, uh, we, we also want to mention how very grateful we are that, again, uh, people support us on Patreon, and that is our, our primary source of income. But also, we'll be releasing the White Vault Avram soon on our website, and also our Patreon, the full version, uh, all 10 episodes combined into one, uh, the story of Avram ben Yuda ben Avram. Should we explain what Avram is more? Oh, that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, Avram is the story of Avram, uh, the survivor <laughs> of, basically the only survivor after his community is wiped out um, in 1648 by the Cossack massacre uh, against the Jewish peoples uh, living in that area. And he suddenly needs to find a home, a way to live after everything he knows is just gone overnight. Some semblance of safety. 
Like when when should you listen to Avram when listening to the whole five season story arc? After season four, anytime after season yeah. four is, is fair game. And we're working really hard to get everything out on time. So it does take us more time to go through and scrub and reorganize everything so that we can get you guys a really clear version of Avram on the website. And Patreon. We will be working on that. And speaking of, of, of miniseries, we're also working on something called The White Vault Echoes. We have been working very diligently on the story for about eight months. Uh, it takes place in Japan. Yep. And it will be releasing every two weeks on our Patreon starting in November. This is an important clarification. Um, I run a lot of our social media and I've, or I have people sending me messages or tweeting at us or asking in Facebook comments, hey, when is the White Vault returning um, in October? And we've said this a couple times, but I know that it gets lost information wise when people have a lot on their plate, just like we do. So we totally understand. But the continuation this year is Echoes. And it is a supporter-exclusive miniseries on our Patreon. We cannot put out another public season this year because I do not currently have the time to dedicate and write the best story for the next part of the White Vault that I want to. In 2023, we should have the next primary beginning story for the White Vault. A new multi-part season. And I don't want to rush something that I personally want to be fantastic and I want everyone to enjoy. Uh, I hope that this time, like, I've, I've been incredibly clear and I probably will still get some some texts and some tweets and some messages and stuff asking the same thing and that's fine. But this is just clarification for anyone who's interested or is wondering when the White Vault will be back. I'm currently writing uh, The Bore Night. A full cast audio drama with a familiar cast you can share with your family. I know the myth, and it's it's an old one. <gasps> well, well, sure, I can tell you if, if you're fond of song and story. That's, that's my trade, you see. I'm, I'm a bard. Look. Come on, boy. There we go. And I just finished writing Don't Mind Cruxmon a while ago. I just finished writing Echoes. And we're making a lot of edits to a lot of other things that we've done. I cannot put out enough quality content. And I don't want to ruin the quality by trying to do that. So what can we say about the White Vault Echoes? Because I, I think there's a very important distinction here where it stands in the timeline. It comes at the very end, after season five. It is a bridge into something new. And that is all I want to say. Okay. On that topic, if you are also a supporter on our Patreon page, by the 18th of October, you will get access to some really cool pins. That's for... so few days. I know that's so few days. I get this thing up and recorded and edited because uh, there are just a couple of days and we're starting to do pins now as our, our new yearly thing. Yes. Okay. So you guys know, sorry, I designed these, so I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because um, that's another thing that I do. I do all of our, I do 97% of like our designs and the marketing and that's that's why i have no time <laughs> um <laughs> but um i made the pin designs of the the lantern soren's lantern from the dark dice show that we also make and i made this amazing like fox cruxmont pin for our other show don't mind cruxmont 
Uh, and if you guys want to get those pins, you have to sign up for our Patreon to support us. You can find information on it uh, on our Patreon, and I'm sure Travis will probably link the post in the show notes for this as well. I made these pins. They're super cool. I mean, I, I think they're also kind of cute. There's like a little skull, and then the other one is like this cute little fox with its ribs exposed. So, you know, <laughs> cute in the morbid kind of way that I like. And... <laughs> If you guys remember, what we used to do for the White Vault was every season we'd have a new bumper patch that went on our patch, so a new rocker that went on the outside of our bigger patch. And this year, because we don't have a returning season of the White Vault, instead we're doing these pins. And we had a lot of people over the years asking us to do enamel pins instead of patches because they like the ability of being able to like take something like a pin off of one thing and put it onto another thing. Yes, the swappability. Yeah. So we decided to look into it, and this year we're like, okay, we'll invest a little bit more time into looking up pins. The designs look awesome. And thank you, thank you. I tried really hard. Um, so we're really excited about these. It's our first time doing enamel pins. I, I want some because I have some enamel pins. My favorite enamel pins, I have like a little whale, and my other one is a puffin. I think both of my enamel pins came from Iceland. I think so, too. I think you're right. <laughs> so, so, oh, check those out. And if you haven't listened to Cruxmont, it's... Um, what are you doing? What? Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, I mean, if you haven't listened to Cruxmont, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, if you haven't, oh, yes. If you haven't listened to Cruxmont, what are you doing? Exactly. Um, so it's... Don't Mind Cruxmont, um, Don't Mind Cruxmont, is our other series that we started in May. May. Um, our new series that started in May, and it's like this spooky mystery in set in England. And you might recognize some of the voices. Quite a few, in fact. Let's be honest, guys. We love our voice actors, and we use a lot of the same voice actors over and over again because they're our friends, and they're super, super talented, and we are always so happy to work with them. We got to actually hang out with some of them in person <laughs> this year. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, go check out Don't Mind Cruxmont. And if you get hooked and want one of those pins, be sure to sign up within, I think, a week. We have so yes. few days Seven left. Seven days remain. Um, so check it out. Anyways, excited. Okay, you but, go. Well, let's explain it. So seasons one through five, what is what does it mean, Graham's story? Because I'm, I'm I'm half the team, but I, I actually, I don't <laughs> have any part to do with the writing, really. So how would you describe I'm it? I'm the writer. Yes. I'm the creator. Okay, so from my perspective, from the outset, Graham's story, the White Vault, it, it, it means so much to me as what I do now, right? Because it's... It's what allowed me to transfer into full-time podcasting and it showed me, I guess, the value that I was allowed to put on my ability as a writer to create stories that people wanted to hear. And yeah, so the intention behind the first five seasons, this huge story, was to tell Graham's story. And I know that some people are like, oh, but what about season three where we didn't really see a lot of Graham? That was setting up for the second act of his story <laughs> when he uh, he has his big comeback. It was a bit of a surprise for a lot of us. Yeah, I, we still get comments on like our Twitter or on the Reddit or in our Discord. And people are like, season three, episode five, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a huge undertaking to try and explain the world that I wanted to build or at least show people auditorily <laughs> um, through Graham and through his actions and through what he experiences and how it affects 
him. And yeah, it's also the documentarian's story as well, because we introduce her as a character later on in the series, actually bringing her more to the forefront. But to have Graham's story be over is enormous. It's five seasons. It's five years of our life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Five years of our life. And I can't thank the internet enough for what it gave us with the white vault the like to clarify the popularity of the show has been but i'm not just talking about the popularity i'm talking about all of the people that we met and all the things we got to do and all the amazing people we work with now to the point where we have these friends who know us better than some of our other friends we know in real life like but this has allowed us to like quit our jobs and, and literally make these stories full-time i never thought that was a thing i could do ever podcaster was not on the the career checkmark box when Pod- nobody told me in in middle school or high school or even option. college i wrote first college that oh yeah podcaster is a job <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't anything so it was, it was kind of a huge surprise and like left-hand turn from the intended path that we both thought our lives were going toward i and love this path yes same <laughs> uh I, I work ridiculous hours but i love what i do and I, I do that because I love what I do, and I love he bringing these stories to life. was up past 3 a.m. last night. I was up to like 6. Uh, it was 5. 5. It was, it was I said past 3 a.m. I wasn't yes, wrong. That's, that's, <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, enough about our, our work-life balance. Graham started off as a one-line character. Like, he would just give us a grump. Uh, a, a grumpy. Grump. <laughs> he would give us a grumpy, give like, <laughs> kind of like for every answer. And then, you know, people were like, oh, yeah, he's part of the show. We've got other favorite characters. And then we took him away. And then he wasn't completely gone. And all of a sudden, like, he started to open up a bit more and be a bit vulnerable. This guy that was, you know, the tough guy, we got to show some really uh, vulnerable sides to him. I was, I was very excited that we got to go in that direction and take the story in that direction. Well, I wanted to break break apart that idea of, like, the tough guy like why why is he a tough guy he almost seemed like the villain or like the expendable guy number two at, at first no i mean like oh yeah there's that one tough guy i think um one of the funniest ones we ever got was a criticism that's like why does that one guy sound like batman <laughs> like, first of all that's just his voice <laughs> even peter who plays graham just kind of sounds like batman <laughs> which is not a bad thing no um but this idea that oh yeah he's the tough guy he, he's not. You have to come and think about it as, okay, how did he become the way that he is? Why is he this way? There's a lot of people out there who aren't just going to open up their entire personality to you the moment that you walk into the room with them. And that's Graham. I was very glad that we also got to give him a proper send off. You know, episode nine, uh, it was like some stuff happened and he's dead. And then we got this surprise in episode 10. I was reading the scripts and I just I was like, oh my gosh, this is crushing my soul here. Do you mean episode five? The end. The oh, end, the okay. End, the end. I... It's like at the end of the story, you're expecting like, okay, what's this last episode? Like, what's this going to be? It's it's his, it's over. He's, he's gone. He's done. He's failed. Spoilers. So hopeful. If they got here, it's, it's, it's <laughs> but We it, should put a marker at the beginning. This is, I, this is filled with spoilers. This is filled with spoilers. Put this at the beginning, Travis. I will edit that. Thank you, Travis. You're welcome, John. <laughs> it was really a, a very nice surprise to have something so positive and uh, loving at the end of our story. We got to see, again, another side of Graham that we, we really hadn't seen before. 
kudos to you. I, I don't write this stuff. I just kind of edit it together and, and smile because I, I enjoy the, I love these stories. Uh, but it, it was really a fun. Smile. I'm trying to make you cry. Oh, both, both, both. <laughs> there were a lot of comments saying like, ah, I wish he was my father. I did not expect that from horror. <laughs> you hurt me, Caitlin. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's, it horror should be the full expanse of emotions. I'm aiming to scare you, but at the same time, fear comes from a lot of different places and the breaking of emotional attachment can also be one of those like i feel as though it was the right choice to always add additional things like comedy or love or sassiness or all the things that kind of take you away from the horror in the moment so that when the horror comes back it hits a little harder Continuing on, I wanted to quickly also just uh, mention our, our interesting journey and, and how we kind of transitioned from where we are to becoming full-time podcasters, because I think that's that's a possible interest to some of you looking at that very, very, very dark abyss and uh, taking the possible leap to jump over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a nice abyss down there. <laughs> well, you, you want to avoid the abyss. You, you just jump over the plunge. You don't, you don't take a plunge. I, I, maybe? I don't know. But it was, it was interesting for us. Like, we were on interesting career paths. I think transferring over was a lot easier. I wasn't exactly making the majority of the money in our household at that time anyways, because Travis has, Travis has a few years on me. Just a couple. Um, so he already had a, a much better established actual career. Um, I also skipped out on the whole like master's degree thing and just worked. Yeah, that's true. So I, it's, it's like it's like even more cheating on the cheating. I don't think you cheated. Well, like for like age, I mean, you know, the cheat of age of being older. <laughs> so it's like an extra couple of years. So he was able to support us a lot when I was still making probably still a few dollars under minimum wage. We got you over the Bangladesh minimum wage. That was like a big. I remember that was a huge victory. When you were like calculating the different minimum wages of the world, and like yeah. as our Patreon would grow, we would calculate how much. <laughs> okay, we're we're doing good for Botswana. Like, going up and up as the months went by, but it was it was interesting. We took some very serious looks at, at our at our financial situation and what we could afford and what we were paying and how much time goes into things because yeah, time is a I huge think cost. It's, the first thing I really wanted to say though was that we and myself were incredibly lucky that. Yes. Travis was able to support us a lot more. I mean, I was bringing in money, but not a lot, a lot. But as soon as I was able to focus on podcasting full time, our Patreon grew because we started to create more content. We started to have more marketing. We have had more outreach. We had a lot more time invested into podcasting and investing time is your greatest asset, my greatest asset. Yeah. And when we took that leap, for us, it really paid off. Similarly, like I, I wasn't making a lot of money. No. By, by any stretch of the imagination. I was actually possibly below minimum wage, but I worked many hours. Uh, and being able to switch over for, for me was really freeing in, in so many ways, um, just because I was working so many hours on the other side and uh, trying to do this at night and, and sleep somewhere in between the things that took place. You don't even sleep now. That's true, but it all goes to podcasting. I don't know how he does it. I yeah. I can sleep like a log. 
And I will just, I'll be like, what do you, what is your hobby? I like napping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some sleep. Like I, I'm like, I would like to take a nap. And I've, sometimes I'll be in a park and I'll look at a bench and I'll be like, I'd like to nap there. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that too. Or when we take, he's sleeping. The dog is sleeping. When we take Iso on W-A-L-K's and there's like a particularly nice hill I'll look at it and I'll be like, I should bring a blanket up here one day and take a nap. Because <laughs> it's just so nice. Like, I don't know. I, I look forward to one day having a yard, not living in an apartment, one day having a yard and being like, all right, I'm going to take a nap outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been really cool, though. Uh, so for us, it was a lot of different factors. Financial was a huge one. Really doing the math and figuring out like, okay. So much math. So for us, basically our income is Patreon. That's, that's pretty much it. Like we, we don't, we, we make income in a few other areas that, that is inconsequential by comparison. We, we looked at that number and then Patreon gives you a number. And then they also, you've got these things called taxes and other expenses. And then you realize these other things that you've been paying for are just kind of on the side. You're like, oh, these are business expenses. Let's, mm-hmm. let's figure these out. Let's add these up. And then uh, there are things that you should be paying for that you're not. These are like, okay, well, do we have a website? Oh, no, we've just been kind of using like a Bandcamp page or <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe we should build a website yep. for our, our various shows to be a bit more yep. professional. Um, that, that costs money and, and things like that and trying to put various policies into place to save time because everything comes down to time even at the end of the day. Like gaining hours from not working a full-time job, I still don't have time because I think the angriest so that we get is when we feel like our time is being wasted. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I, and I, I mean this, I, I absolutely understand when certain things happen. Like if I'm at a, a doctor's office and somebody's running long or when we take Isa to the vet and please stay sleeping, um, <laughs> when we take our dog to the vet and the, the person there says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's going to be another 45 minutes. A dog came in with an emergency. I do not mind waiting for that. That is totally fine. I will find a way to either entertain myself or get some work done while I'm waiting. That's not the issue. It's when I feel like the work that I did or something that I felt like was an accomplishment no longer has any use or validity. Yeah. Like, like think about it. When you've written a five-page document and then it just deletes itself that's so terrible (laughs) and you're just like i want to drown my computer (laughs) yes i understand those feelings or when you lose a save file or when you're recording something and you find out that what you recorded is trash because there's a fan on yep that happens to me regularly or you know refrigerator whatever noise it is things like that anything you can do to save time is the most important thing to making yourself successful if you become a full-time creative uh in any any endeavor really uh time is such the most it is the most valuable resource that you just can't get over and precious. can't have enough of. It's it's so precious because <laughs> uh, you can always do more. The question is, what should you be doing and what's what has value? Uh, that has been a huge life lesson for us and figuring out little things to save time and make our lives better. Finding tools that make what we do a little bit faster. I love when I find new tools. I'm like Travis. Travis, look at the look at the thing that I found. It'll do the thing. <laughs> uh, anytime we have auditions. Like it's one email that we put out and then they reply back with all the things we need because it's already in the PDF exactly what we're looking for. So making as few manual things that are required as as possible and and trying to just smooth things over, make it easy. Streamlining. Streamlining. That's the the phrase I'm trying to say, but but failing to. (laughs) Yes. But was there anything else you wanted to add, by the way? 
I mean, we could just, we could talk for hours about everything that we did. And I don't really want to take hours of people's time. But if you guys are ever interested in it, I think at some point we're going to do an update to our audio drama 101, like yes. audio drama 202. We could also always do like a Twitch Q&A about the transfer to full-time podcasts. Oh, did you guys know that Travis does like Twitch streams now? Oh, yes, I do. So not video games, uh, but... <laughs> I mean, if you want him to, maybe he will, but <laughs> not like he has the time. For no one wants to watch him play video um, games. But he does these Twitch streams where he shows people how to do like the sound design work that he does. And it's great. It's educational and it's funny. And every once in a while, Izo makes an appearance. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is. It is very fun. Twitch.tv slash fool and scholar link in the show notes. Should you be interested? Again, you don't have to, uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun. And seeing how the stuff is made is interesting at times. And also you get to see my frustrations in real time, <laughs> which can be hilarious. Anyway, so on, on the topic of these things that we're, we're endeavoring and, and working on and bringing to life, so many different stories. We are once again, just going to mention this, funded through Patreon. Our Patreon, link in the show notes, is incredibly important to us. And we, I don't say need your help, but we, would, we, we do need you to continue to do what we do. To uh, support us in what we do. Yes. Otherwise, we won't be able to continue to do so. Um, it's 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 very important. That's that's what I was trying to say, uh, and I, I failed to, to words. But it is so darned critical uh, for us because we're kind of like on the cusp of being able to do some really cool things, and we've started to incorporate some of those things into some of our stories. But we would like to make it a trend and continue doing the fun things that we love doing uh, in terms of how far we can go to make our stories absolutely incredible in every single level and to build the team that we'll really need to make what we do sustainable and, and maintain being really great people to work with in terms of being able to actually pay actors uh, fair rates and uh, everyone we work with fair rates. So here's a mental checklist, guys. Check out our Patreon. If you like our shows, if you haven't already, take a look. If you we're a patron a while ago and want to check out all the new stuff. We have tons. And we'll also those. make a custom video for you when you join. Check out those awesome pins. I say they're awesome. I made them. It's it's a bit self-serving, but I... Uh, they, are, they are pretty cool. I like them. Um, check out the pins. And if you want to get one of them, then sign up for the Patreon on time because they will only be printed in a limited number. Um, if you are interested in a Twitch Q&A stream where we talk about either audio drama 202 or our transition to full-time podcasting then drop us a uh i don't know like a tweet like a shout out or something just let us know so that we can plan to give you guys that kind of interaction because we never really know what you guys want to hear and as of right now we really are on like a public hiatus but one of those other Patreon things is if you guys sign up, then you will have access to Echoes when Echoes, the White Vault Echoes, our new miniseries comes out in November. So again, just check out the Patreon. I mean, why the heck not? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so in conclusion, we have some really amazing things that we would love to do and absolutely need your support to accomplish in terms of what we have planned for future seasons of the White Vault and other stories we'd love to tell. So uh, we, again, appreciate your support. If you're our supporter, uh, if you're thinking about supporting us, thank you so much. And uh, sorry for being so preachy also, but it, it is truly... I don't know. I think being a bit... I wouldn't say it's preachy, but being a bit um, straightforward about it is very much 
what you have to do if you have your own small business. Like if someone has a small business and they're like a, a nail salon or a tattoo artist, like you're, they're the people who are going to be like telling you these things. It's just that our, our world takes place on the internet. So you guys like the White Vault? If you want more of it next year, we've got to survive to next year. <laughs> but check out Don't Mind Cruxmont. Um, Dark Dice is still ongoing as well, which is our very scary, spooky live roleplay podcast. So go check that out. And I will clarify, it doesn't really feel like an actual play because it's really edited. So it's not going to feel too much like D&D. &D. And the cast of The White Vault is really brilliant uh, in our first season. And Jeff Goldblum joins us in the second season. It's There's no other way to describe the madness of what we've been able to do over the last couple of years. If you don't mind me uh, asking, what's your story? How did you find yourself on the, uh, I don't mean to be insensitive, but the other end of your people's lance, as it were? Well, <clears throat> being elven, well, it's, very, it's a very long story. I had a wife... Once. One other thing, we've done some live events this year, digitally and, and yes. some in person, and I just wanted to quickly mention those. We did do D&D in a Castle in England with David Alt. That was so much fun. That was super fun. But we won't, uh, you can hear more about that on our, our Dark Dice feed if that's, that's sort of your thing. But also last week we did a uh, two lectures and a panel um, on at the University of Pittsburgh, Simon Hall's alma mater and Dr. Yosefa Guerrero's too, uh, which, was, which was really cool because they're, they're a real university and they actually really enjoyed what we were working on, which was, was very fun, for their Queer Horror Week event, which was a really incredible thing to be part of. Also, we will be at MC London Comic Con at the end of this month, in October 2022. Travis will be there. I will stay home with the dog. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'll be giving out stickers and saying hi and uh, keeping a uh, socially distant but free stickers and lots of, of friendship and fun. Lastly, we have planned a very important thing going on. We're going to be at the Yellow Knife Film Festival in November, and we will be teaching people how to make audio dramas, teaching yes. creators how to tell their stories in the audio medium. And we'll be doing a workshop, a live put together of a script with everyone in the room over two hours. We'll make a four-page script come to life. It'll be a lot of fun, very weird, very interesting, a lot of audience participation. Sometimes I feel like I've turned into the teacher that I hated in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of participation from the class. Oh, frick. Oh, no. <laughs> and then also uh, we'll have The Bore Night coming out at the end of this month on the 24th. The Bore Night being the podcast of ours that you can share with your whole family without scaring them too much. <laughs> And you'll have some valuable lessons and a little bit of horror. Just a little. Just a modicum of you horror. You don't call it horror when there's for, for children. You call it spookiness. Uh, yes, spookiness. <laughs> don't shy away from ghouls and shadows. There's always sunshine after rain. I also just wanted to say one last thing. Uh, I wanted to say a thing about the Greece trip. Like... There was this guy, the archaeologist, and he was at the site, and he's just like totally wrong. And I want to like complain about the Prince of the Lilies for a second. Caitlin. Okay, go like, ahead. So this guy came to Greece, Crete specifically, and he was like, oh, there's a throne. Clearly, there's a dude here who's supposed to be like the king of this place. So he finds three different mosaics, and he just puts them together because they happen to be in the same sort of area where the roof collapsed and a wall collapsed and another wall collapsed. He's like, all right, I've made him the Prince of the Lilies. And... People keep, like, there's so much merchandise for this fictional prince that doesn't exist that was made up by this guy who just sort of came over from England and was like, this is real. Archaeology. I'm like, no, no. He no, was inflicting so many of his own thoughts 
onto the ancient Minoan civilization. But I just wanted to like clarify. It, it, I knew about it beforehand, but Travis was learning about it as we were walking around the sites. And Painful you could just time. see him getting frustrated. And he does this thing where he balls up his fist. <laughs> well, like, okay. Then the Prince of the Lilies, they had like a, a, a room and it's a small room with a seat. He's like, oh, it's a throne room. Because in his time, they didn't have, you know, toilets. It's the 1800s. They didn't have indoor plumbing in the same sense. And no, this is not a, a throne. This is actually a toilet with indoor plumbing. A five or 7,000-year-old toilet. Like, oh my gosh. And he couldn't, his, his mind couldn't possibly fathom that because it was like 7,000 years old. Uh, but just, oh my gosh, this guy. It, it, it pains me. Um, but I just wanted to correct the, set the record straight on the Prince of the Lilies. I just wanted to make sure that people out there... It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> We're, we're canceling this 1800s archaeologist. Maybe the 1800s. He survived the, uh, the cholera. History rants aside and archaeology and stuff, we're really grateful for you listening, and we look forward to sharing more of our stories with you soon. Thank you so much. Be on the lookout for something special on this feed. It is an episode of something waiting for you. It's an anomaly. Coming soon. Goodbye for now. <laughs>